Pulp MX Network production. You cast me, I'll complete me till What's up, guys? It's Alex Gray, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Wrap-Up Show. That's all we need is more fake news, Pulp MX bullshit. It's quality, not quantity, all right, man? Welcome to another episode of the Pulp MX Wrap-Up Show for episode 377 with Chris Kiefer, Christian Craig, Jeff Steberson, John Eric Burleson of Intense Cycles in Studio for the first hour. Uh, I'm Darkside from the Moto X-Pod show. I just want to let everybody know that I appreciate all the response from the first episode, the post, whether it be positive or negative. Uh, the wrap-up show is brought to you by Atlas Brace, FMF Racing, Roost Graphics, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Get Data, Fire Power Battery and Chains, EVS Sports, Eagle Grit Hand Cleaner, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, and LAHondaWorld.com. So let me introduce my first guest of the night, brought to you by WUSA, which is committed to building great wheel sets using the best components. Whether it's a modern bike, adventure touring bike, or even a vintage bike, contact WUSA.com and let John Anderson take care of you. So WUSA brings you the one and only Skippy. What up, dude? Howdy, y'all. Y'all ready for a good show? Yes, sir. We are. All right, and on the line with me, if it's style and performance you're after and you want the same quality seats as many of the top riders in the pits, it's GutsRacing.com. Andy Gregg and Guts Racing brings you the destroyer of dunes, the dune goon, Travis Marks. What's up, dude? The destroyer of dunes. I like that. Yeah, it took me about (laughs) seven minutes to figure that out. That's a good one. What's up? So, uh, Travis, how's your day been, man? You uh, you doing any Pulp Nation stuff today? Uh, I mean, other than fixing a couple little things for fantasy that that got um, discombobulated, we'll we'll say on Friday. My uh, points, I, I, my my scores is what you're talking about, I believe. You're fixing my scores. Uh, I, I would I would fix mine before I fix yours. <laughs> okay, fair enough. They're back. Yeah, they're, they're, give me a little bit of that love too. My my scores have been terrible the past couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I blew it. But, um, hey, so um, this wrap-up show, I did the first one last week. Um, I got a lot of emails, a lot of, uh, I'd say it's like 90% positive with about 10% negative, but the negative was pretty strong. Um, what did you guys think of it? Give me your, your opinions real quick. Uh, Skippy. Well, I thought, oh, yeah, my bad. The, uh, I thought it was sweet. I enjoyed it. I think, uh, you know, especially uh, – you usually can take a couple of days to get through an entire show, so I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty cool. The uh, you know, getting different perspectives from a similar topic was really cool. I enjoyed it, and uh, I kind of look forward to doing the same thing tonight. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Hey, Mark, what did you think? You you do a lot of pulp stuff. You know, there's a lot of content out there. You're you're involved with the show every week. What do you think of the the wrap up show? Be honest. Yeah, I, I thought it was good. I thought you know initially I thought it was going to be tough. Um, I thought the I, I thought having a show about a show, I wasn't really sure how it was going to work out. Um, so my initial thoughts were, I, I don't I don't know how you really do that and keep it flowing, but I think you guys did a good job um, getting getting Hal's and Moser's opinions on things. Um, I thought it was funny that you had to keep uh, reeling Hal in when you <laughs> expect that to be Moser, right? But but uh, yeah, I, I thought it was good. Like I said, tough tough subject matter but you guys handled it well, well so, and i think i think people will be pumped on on having like a condensed version of the show yeah so to speak so i think it'll be cool well it's funny you say that because the the uh well your 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 idea of it being a show about a show and how would that work that was a big part of the emails i got i want to read a couple of them here because i found them entertaining um so Kevin said, uh, good job on the review show. I will admit that I was a little skeptical at first, but hearing some new opinions on things was good. Uh, I totally agree on how entertaining it is when it's just three or four of those guys busting balls. So that was a positive one. I think that's about the only positive that I kept, but I want to read a couple more real quick. So you guys just hang tight here. Um, pretty another guy. Uh, this is this guy says pretty good. Not great. Uh, I'll listen again, but interested in how it will work with different hosts. So, again, not too terrible. Um, all right, here we go. Here's some good ones. Uh, this is from 
Fuller Autos, uh, Auto SCE. I can't even read the damn email, but anyway, all right. Does Steve really need a show of people kissing his ass? Hmm. No. Yeah, we think. <laughs> all right. So, Whoa. yeah, that, yeah. Well, hey, that's that's just one. I got a couple more really good ones here. All right, this one I liked a lot. Steve forwarded this to me. This is from I probably shouldn't give her a name out. Um, from a young, uh, I believe it. Well, I believe it's a female. The name is Ashley. I don't know. I don't want to say for sure it's a woman. But um, all right, I have listened to the first wrap up show. It was an hour long of dark side gobbling your ball sack and drinking the gravy. Uh, I think once he takes your balls out of his mouth, the show will be much better. Hmm. Yeah, definitely a dude. Definitely a dude. Could be, yeah. I mean, but it's, <laughs> I hope it's a girl because that's awesome. All right, what, uh, two more, real quick. Um, maybe have people on who aren't super fans. Didn't like Hal on the show. Moser was great. Uh, just need more substance. All right, here's the, uh, another one about me. Uh, just sucking the sucking Steve's balls. Well, hold on, hold on a second. Yeah, I don't, I didn't think y'all were really sucking that much. I mean, I didn't think y'all were doing that much gargling. I mean, a couple of compliments here and there, but it wasn't wasn't that bad. I mean, I think uh, Dean Wilson was the one getting the gargle fed <laughs> from Hal. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. touch on I'm gonna touch on that in a second. Let me read one more here. Um, this is the last one. I'm just gonna read a couple highlights. Um, Dark side, you got to have an opinion. The show was brutal. It was 50, 58 minutes of you sucking Steve and JT's dick. You literally <laughs> praise the way they watch a race. Are you kidding me? He impresses, impresses you the way he watches a race? Really? No one gives a shit about hearing how awesome you think they are. Think of what you like when you hear a show. Uh, let me skip a dark side. I can go on for hours unless you get some strong opinions and stop stucking off Steve. The show is going to last about five minutes. So that's the uh, that's the common theme behind the negatives. Um, and I want to address that just a little bit. Yes, I, I am a super fan and I will admit that at times, most of the time, even when I don't agree with Steve, I enjoy the show so much that I'm positive on it. And, uh, it's something I definitely need to work on. I, I believe that I talked to Steve about it. And, um, honestly, I appreciate the negative emails because it, it gives me something to, to work towards and I appreciate all the positives, but all right. So Marks, what do you think? What are your opinions? Anything? I think it's, I think it's hard. Cause I mean, for one, Steve is, is kind of giving you this opportunity. So it's not like you're going to come on here and, and just blow him out. You know, um, I'm sure everyone could find bad things to say about Steve, myself included. Uh, and I, I have no problem telling things to Steve himself. Um, but I don't think there's a problem with pointing out things that they do well. Uh, pointing pointing out that they they watch the race well or whatever that guy said, however he said it. Uh, I think that's kind of silly. These guys have been to the races for a long time, and and they do sometimes see things that not everyone else will notice. Uh, yeah. I don't think that's necessarily gargling falls. I think that's just something that uh, is. It, Pointing something out that maybe think people don't think about because because I mean let's be honest they do um, sometimes in text JT with with JT and the fantasy guys they'll say things that I don't notice um, yep. that they, they saw at the races and so I, I think that's a fair a fair thing to point out um, but as far as gardening I'm, I, like Skippy said I don't think you guys were really that bad I mean sure you're gonna get compliments here and there but I think everyone has no problem. Uh, giving Steve and, and the other guys crap when when they deserve it as well. So whatever. Yeah. Well, as far as that comment I made, the point that I made, like, okay, when they're describing things that happen in a race, or you listen to the post race, especially in the post race interviews that Steve does at the race, um, he'll say something to whoever. Take pick a rider, and he'll say, "Hey, I, I noticed this was going on, or I saw you make this mistake." But then he'll say he catches so many of those things, and it's. My point is when I'm at a lot, when it's on TV, you can't see half of that because you're not, you obviously the camera's not on everything, but it's almost like he has this ability because he's been there so many times to catch. So like I focus on one guy or one little section. So you miss the other guy or the other section, but he seems to catch stuff that, yeah, it did. It does kind of impress me. I'm sorry, but it does that he sees so much, um, uh, and, and maybe it's just my ADD and I just sort of focus on what, like, I can't keep track of everything, I guess. But anyway, you know, whatever, that, that's, that's that person's opinion and I'll take it for, for what it is. To, to be fair, uh, 
fair, they do miss things as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, of course, everything that goes on at the track, you know, like nobody, nobody's on, uh, can see everything going on. They do. There are plenty of things they all miss. Uh, if you listen to the review shows, you'll hear somebody mention something, and the other two guys will say, "Oh, I didn't see that," or, or vice versa. You know, so it's, sure, it's not like they're perfect and they're seeing everything. So yeah, definitely. All right, well, let's get into uh, episode 377. Travis, you were there all night. Uh, you sat in on this. Um, so, Skippy, I want to throw this first part to you. Uh, the first hour was mountain bike talk. It was Intense Cycles, uh, a sponsor of the show. Steve was into it. A lot of the stuff, the people on Facebook Live were not into it. I did not enjoy the first hour. Um, I do like riding mountain bikes, but I did just didn't care about the content. Um what do you think, Skippy? Uh, first of all, did you enjoy the segment? And do you think that something non-motocross, you know, directly should be involved in a Pulp Mech show like that? Yeah, and I mean, I think it's a good opportunity to you know, get outside you know, sponsors coming in for the Pulp show. I think it's a good chance for, uh, you know, because mountain bikes are such a common thing for motocross guys. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of mountain bike guys that, you know, you know, ride that, you know, work at the shop that I work for. There's a lot of, there's a huge mountain bike community in the DFW area, uh, that I personally experienced. Not that, you know, my opinion matters or anything, but the, uh, the first time I listened through it, it was, it was, it was kind of hard to, you know, to pay attention. I listened to it the second time. I mean, you know, it was actually really informative and, uh, truly really educational, but depends on how you look at it. If you're, yeah. you're looking at the pulp show for MX content, then it's probably not the, you know, a cup of tea, but for me, it was educational, and I'm I'm super green when it comes to mountain bike stuff. I don't have a lot of experience with it, so for me, um, you know, and from a, a sponsor perspective, it was very informative. You know, learning about how and why and what uh, with intense cycles, specifically that new Taser bike. Um, you know, learning the development of the 29 inch front, 27 rear. I think that's it's cool, and it's cool to hear the back the backstory behind it, whether or not you're into mountain bikes or not. You know, it's, I can see how people can complain about it, but yeah, kind of like a Google. You know, it's kind of like Google reviews. You're only going to hear the bad with people that really <laughs> go out of their way to leave it. You know, so that's true. Yeah, um, like, like I said, it, I probably will listen to it again on the way up to Nashville tomorrow. I uh, I listened on Facebook Live last night. I, I've been trying to watch the first two hours so I can take my notes for this show, and I was I, I found myself zoning out. Uh, Travis, how about you, man? I mean, did you? Did you are you able to listen to the whole thing? I know you got calls coming in, but what you heard, what'd you think, and what was the general consensus of the listeners? Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely been a big topic. Um it's probably been one of the more uh polarizing segments, if you want to call it a segment that we we've had in quite some time. Um I, I definitely while I'm busy and stuff, I tried to go back and listen. Yeah, I I kind of agree. I wasn't there fully for the entire time, but there were parts that kind of that caught me. Uh, right. I, would, I would listen a little more intently. Uh, and, and you got to realize it's not like those guys don't know anything about moto. It's not like it doesn't cross over into moto. Um, you know, John Eric Wilson's been around a long time and he's a, he's a coach now for the SMCA. Um, so there is a lot of crossover. And I think the, the bits where they would kind of dive into the crossovers a little bit more, I would definitely, you know, tune in a little bit. A little bit more, but sure. other times I was a little, I was, I was glad of it. Um, that's not to say I don't think it's interesting. I, I think it, I think it is interesting, and I am a little more interested in mountain bikes lately, just seeing the changes that Steve's gone through. Right? Yeah, for um, sure. So I, I think it's good, and I, you know, it, it's a five-hour show. I think <laughs> for an hour to to be on something different, and everyone always wants to talk about growing the sport and blah, 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 and then something, you know, from the outside, if you want to call it from the outside, comes in and, and gives a little bit of insight and everyone loses their minds. I think I think, I think that's a little telling. People want to say that they're they're interested in outside sponsors and this, and, and this is just one little example on a motocross uh, podcast, and everyone, you know, kind of freaked out a little bit, so... Yeah, uh, I think it's kind of telling that that everyone is kind of confined into our own, our little moto bubble. Yeah, it's kind of that old mentality or whatever of you know we don't like change. We don't like you know the old school people don't like the change in format in Supercross, and the Pult fans don't like the change in format. Not that it was a format change, but it was a topic, a difference of topic from what we're used to. And like Gringo says, I just want to hear the motocross stuff. Um, but yeah, that's a fair. 
assessment is that we do need outside sponsors. Intense is a big sponsor of the Pulp Mech show now. And it does cross over and probably I should have been, you know, I wasn't really bitching about it. I just wasn't into it that much, but there were a lot of people that were pretty much over it, but, um, let's, let's move on. Um, hot topic of the night, uh, and of the week so far, Cooper Webb, Marvin Muscan, um, you know, they, they talked about was was the moves that Cooper put on uh, Marvin okay? Uh, was you know, is there nothing more to it? Uh, let's see here. Keeper says you got to have fifteen minutes to calm down afterwards. Um, what do you guys think, Skippy? Um, okay, so here's my opinion. The first move when when Marvin got into Cooper a little bit, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I think Cooper made a much bigger deal out of it than was necessary. Uh, your thoughts, Skippy? Man, I was uh, I was sitting right there, and it was I definitely saw uh, you know like Christian said that you know Marvin went up a little higher and a little bit further than he really had to to execute the pass. Mm-hmm. So I get his perspective, and as soon as he did that, I was like, "Oh shit, here it comes!" <laughs> and my thing was is uh, it's like, "All right, Cooper, chill, calm down, don't do too much." And you know, I saw his front wheel kind of catch the rear end and the left hander. Uh, she turns after the whoops, and you know he he kept trying to poke into him and poke into him, and finally executed a, a solid and aggressive, you know, not very aggressive, but aggressive enough for to steer him and uh, off the track and uh, to alter his uh, you know, his direction. So that was that was interesting. I, I think it's fair though. You know, it's fair game, and you know it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the future. But you know, I, I kind of agree with what Christian said. I think that Marvin went a little bit. Uh, further than he had to to execute the pass mm-hmm. um, just because of the momentum and the, the line that he had on the inside there. But do you think that Marvin, like, I, I don't, I doubt that Marvin did it on purpose. Like I'm going to try to knock him off the track or I'm going to try to stuff him. I mean, I, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think Marvin, or do you think Marvin's sort of getting in that desperation mode where, Hey, we're running out of time. I've got to make some moves and I got to show him that, um, you know, I'm not going to back down. Skippy, still you. I still think he definitely uh, you know, went as far as he could without physically touching him. I think he yeah. went there to let him know, hey, what's up? Here we go. And uh, I think he did it on purpose, yeah. I don't think he – Okay. Uh, I think he went as high as he could and just to uh, try to let him know, you know, he's you know, he's got the big dick in this moto, and it <laughs> okay. didn't work. All right. Yeah, I, I guess I kind of disagree. I don't I don't think Marv did it on purpose, but um, that's cool. All right, Mark's um, – your thoughts, man, did uh, – did Marv start it? Well, clearly he started it, but what, do you think it was worthy of the response by Cooper, and did Cooper go too far? I think I think Marv definitely, I would say he did do it on purpose. He's obviously trying to, like Skippy said, he's got he's running out of time. He's kind of limited on what he can do. And, and uh, so he definitely kind of ran it in a little bit, but I, I do think Cooper may have been a little overzealous in his reaction. Yeah. He, he, he seems to... And we've seen it before with Cooper, right? We've we've seen how pe- how he gets when people running in on him or, or bump with him a little bit. It, it, it's almost like he just like kind of loses his mind a little. Just, see, he sees red, and, and that's all he can think about until he gets his payback. And I don't even know if you want to call it payback because it's not like he did anything overly dirty or anything. But I mean, that could have very easily ended up poorly for him as well. If you look when he goes in the inside of Marvin uh, right before the wall, he could have. You know, if he was going any any faster or at a different angle, he could have very well high sided over at the top of Marvin's bike himself yeah. and, and gone down himself. So, um, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens there for the rest of the series. Obviously, Marv can't do anything retaliatory, um, but I think he he definitely needs to do something to get inside Super side okay. a little bit and maybe ca- cause a mistake. So you, you just said he can't do anything uh, to retaliate or whatever. Why Why do you think he can't? I mean, he, he can. I mean, he may, but why do you think he, he – why do you think he won't or can't? Is it because you think it, it could get them hurt or ruin both their championships? No, not, not that. I don't, I don't think – I mean, when I say retaliatory, I mean go out and do something that is obviously payback Blatant. for – okay. For, for that, you know, obviously he can he can run with them and bang bars a little bit. Yeah, I just don't think if he go, if he goes out and does something like he did with Tomac last year in the very next race, obviously I think they're going to view that as a as some kind of retaliation and, and the punishment might be a little harsher. Yeah, um, but if he if he's smart if he's smart about it and kind of races with him, kind of like Cooper did with him on Saturday, then I think that's I think he'll be fine. 
Yeah, we have so. the discussion of whether teammates should even race like that. Like in my mind, um, you know, I'm thinking, all right, if I'm uh, Ian Harrison or Roger DeCoster, I'm gonna sit these guys down and say, listen, you two fucking idiots keep doing this and you end up taking each other out or somebody, you know, somebody gets hurt, somebody's bike breaks and neither one of our KTMs wins a championship. There's a serious problem there. Stop this shit. Um, you know, you, you just go race and quit horsing around. What do you think? Skippy? Well, I don't, I think honestly, if you look at, you know, the past Cooper rides really well when he's mad, he rides that really is true. well when he wears his heart on his sleeve. We saw what happened after, Marvin went into desperation mode. You know what I mean? We saw him make how many mistakes? Four or five major mistakes throughout the rest of the night, and that's because he was in desperate mode. So, I mean, I don't think it plays out to Marvin's advantage to ride with all that emotion. I think it plays, you know, you know, he, he does best whenever he rides cool, calm, collected, and just lets everything come naturally to him. Whenever he rides with emotions and rides, you know, in a hurry and stuff like that, he doesn't do as well. That's something that is... Not something I'd recommend playing against Cooper because Cooper thrives off of that. Yeah, that, he kind of uses that as his motivation a little bit. You're right. He, he's one of those guys that maybe needs that. Um, yeah, that's something to think about. Um, what about they discussed the awkwardness of the second guy being Cooper um, beating the number one guy? Do you think that makes it awkward in the truck? For, well, I would think probably the only person that feels awkward is uh, Marvin, maybe. But what do you think as far as the team overall, uh, Travis? I think it's. I think it's tough to say. I mean, obviously, Marvin, nobody wants to be the number two guy. Um, and Marvin, obviously, probably coming in was thinking that it, he was number one. Um, but I, I don't necessarily think there has to be. I think there's too much emphasis put on the, the number one, number two thing. Um, not to say that, that there isn't one. I just think it's it's a little overblown. Like, let the two guys go. If they're, if they're equal in speed and, and they're fighting for the championship, like you said, if, as long as you tell those guys, hey, don't do anything stupid to ruin the chances of either one of you, um, you know, with an injury or a bike problem or anything like that, then, you know, have at it. I think it's I think it's good for both of them. It'll push both of them and, you know, probably better than both in the long run as long as they're smart about it. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, I think the, the number one, number two thing, I'm sure Cooper probably feels like he's number one and, and – Marvin wants to still be number one, and that's probably going to light a fire under him a little bit. But I just think the number one, number two thing is a little, a little uh, overblown sometimes. Too much emphasis on it as well. Yeah, you may be right. Um, you know, I think you know when you when you have when you're a rider and one guy makes a lot more than the other one, that that guy that's making more that is the quote unquote number one probably doesn't think it's overblown. Um, you know, and then the number two guy wants that spot, so. It's still, it is a big deal. You know, if you pay everybody equally, I guess maybe it wouldn't be, but I can see where the riders would have some issues with that to a degree. Um, all right. So we had some callers after they, after they got done talking about Co- uh, Cooper and Marvin. Uh, there was a couple that I pulled out that I thought were pretty interesting. Uh, Jason called in and he, he brought up the announcers again. He, he talked about how they messed up with uh, Bogle passing Sealy. Uh, that wasn't actually what happened. You think we're being too hard on the announcers at this point? Like it's just we are blowing everything out of proportion, uh, Skippy. You know, look, it's it's RC's first full year doing it every round in the booth. Um, we've given him a hard time with his grammar and a lot of other issues when he was on the floor. I feel like he's trying, man. I feel like he's working, uh, getting a little better. They everybody makes mistakes. What are your thoughts on RC in particular, but him and Ralph together? Uh, man, I'm not an RC fan behind the booth. It is, it's, it's, <laughs> my, uh, honestly, I, I was pretty impressed actually with the NASCAR guy. As soon as I got home Stenhouse. from NRG, I went, I went and watched the, uh, watched it over again. I just felt so excited from the night, but <laughs> I thought, uh, having somebody else there, you know, loosen him up and RC did a lot better. I think Ralph is incredible. I'm a huge fan of him because our sport needs something like that. Yeah. Um, I, I'd imagine if you're listening to a, you know, a, a baseball game, and you, you know, if you're a professional athlete or if you're a huge enthusiast of baseball, and you listen to the the broadcasters, you probably sit there and think that, you know, kind of like how we think Ralph can sometimes be over the edge, very, very beginnerish. Uh, they probably think the same way. So I think Ralph's incredible. I'm, I'm a huge fan of his. But RC, it's one of those things that it it doesn't come naturally, but you know. I'm not a fan right now. I just really think that the uh, 
I think he's he's too much of a competitor and too good, uh, at least on the, the motocross side of things. He's going to work hard and he's going to do the best he can. So I'm not going to, you know, ridicule him for his first <laughs> year, but yeah, it's not it's not good. It is not good so far. Yeah, there's moments where I, I'm really like. I cannot believe they said that or, or that doesn't, you know, it's not even what happened, you know? Um, and Ricky Stenhouse was actually pretty damn good. Like he knew his shit. He had some, uh, he had some stats, you know, and I don't know, maybe he's being fed that, but I have this feeling like, I believe that he was, he's educated in the sport. He watches it. He's a fan. And he just knew he was on his game. Like he, he probably studied coming into Saturday night, knowing he was going to have that spot. And, uh, I thought, he, I thought Stenhouse was, yeah, was pretty good. Um, Mark's, uh, your thoughts, you know, we know that Steve's not a fan of Ricky. They don't get along. Um, a lot of hate for the, for the guys in the booth. You think it's as bad as we're making it? I often wonder, um, because it is such a big talking point every week. And I almost wonder if there's some kind of, if there's sort of like a, since it's been pointed out so much now that, that people pay attention to it more than they would have if yep. it wasn't pointed out initially. Um, kind of like a little mob mentality type thing going on there where it, it grows and grows exponentially the more that people talk about it. I think if, if honestly, like if it wasn't talked about as much as it is, people probably wouldn't notice as much. Now, that's not to say that it's great announcing because I, I mean, I don't think it's great by any means, and I think there's a lot to be improved on. Um, but I, I do maybe think it's, it's overblown. And maybe not overblown because a lot of the criticism is probably very fair. Uh, I think there's Ricky could do a lot more to improve. It doesn't seem like he wants to do the research. Right. Uh, you know, you know, like how hard would it be, you know, get some, get some flashcards, memorize the numbers and names of, of each rider and, and correlate like silly things like that. I feel like wouldn't be that difficult or go down in the pit. Like Steve says all the time, get some scoops uh, from some of these lower end teams and riders. Some of that stuff would be so easy, and it would add a lot to the to the broadcast. But it just doesn't seem like he wants to. Yeah. Um, I, I, as far as like people pointing things out, uh, I think I think it's been pointed out plenty. We get calls about it every week. <laughs> Tweets. There's posts on Vital about it yep. every week. Like we we get it at this point. There's not pointing it out anymore. Isn't going to make it better. And complaining about it isn't going to make it better. All we can do is hope that it does get better. Uh, I think Ricky knows that the criticism is, criticism is there. It's not like he's he's probably blind to that, right? Um, so, so I, I, at this point, I'm I'm almost kind of over it. But I mean, I I get it. Don't get me wrong. I get it. It's just you uh, know. yeah. So, what do you think? Um, all right. So, if you're NBC and you have a couple options, this is somewhat hypothetical going into say next year. Okay, you've got RC, who's a big name in the sport. Um, he, you know, they, they call him the goat. He's one of the greatest riders of all time. Obviously, that's what it stands for. Um, not the best in the booth as of yet. And then you have, and I'm biased. I'll admit, I'm, I'm gargling balls right now. You have Daniel Blair, who is very, very good and sees things on the track that the average fan does not see and can break it down um, to a point where the average fan can understand it. Uh, and he's very articulate. He knows what's going on. He knows all the riders. He he's friends with a lot of the riders. Where he you know has info. So if you're NBC, do you what would you do? What do you think's better for the business side of it to have RC in the booth or to have a guy like Daniel Blair? What do you think, Skippy? You know, I think uh, you know Ricky's earned his spot to be there. Mm-hmm. I think he's you know he's done a great job on the floor in the past. But once again, when it goes back to the you know, being naturally talented at it. I think Daniel's really naturally talented at it. I think he's really good at it. I think it's just one of those things. He's got a great personality that works for it. And like I said, man, it's, it's hard to ridicule him, Ricky, yeah. for his first year. I mean, you gotta you got to give him a couple of years because, I mean, um, it, it can be tough. I can only imagine. I mean, I have no clue. But it's, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I'd say give him a second chance, but I don't know. He's had... With the 17-round series, like, like Travis said, I figured he would have done some flashcards or he would have done something that, knowing that it's going to be 17 rounds, I mean, you got time to learn it. If you know it's a problem on round three and you still got plenty of time for the season, you know, don't just continue to suck. Like, and maybe he's not working his butt off and, you know, maybe he's not working his ass off and, we, you know, he's going to hunt me down and rail me or something. I don't know, but... Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know. If it was NBC, it's tough. I mean, I don't, I don't know. That's hard to say, but I mean, I, I like Daniel Blair. I think he should have been put up in the booth from the get-go because of his experience as a, uh, a professional writer, and then also his natural ability. Uh, yeah, you know, in broadcasting is unbelievable. He really is good. And once again, yep. don't mean to be on Garble Fest, but <laughs> I mean, you can. You don't have to be a Supercross fan, or you don't have to be very experienced with broadcasting and anything like that to tell the difference. Right? It doesn't take it doesn't take rocket science. Hey, I want to thank uh, all the Pulp Sponsors, BTO Sports, Fly Racing, Vertex Pistons, Vortex Racing, Racetech Suspension, Michelin Starcross 5, Maxima Oils, X-Brand Goggles, Works Connection, and Pro Filter, all supporting uh, the Pulp MX Show and the Pulp MX Wrap-Up Show. Thank you to those guys. Great supporters, great discount codes. Go to PulpMX.com. Uh, PulpMXShow.com has the discount codes. Uh, yeah, so hit that up. Check all the information out. Um, Travis, so, okay, you've been uh, with Pope hey, real, hey, real yep. quick, sorry to interrupt. Nope, go ahead. The best, the best April Fool's prank ever was from BTO Sports. Okay, I, I missed it. My email. I was going through my email, and it says, thank you for your order. And I was like, what? I didn't <laughs> order anything. Yeah. And I open, I opened it up and said, nah, April Fool's, but uh, check out our specials anyways. Oh, I that's was like, awesome. oh, that's a good one. I'll that's have, a good one. Yeah, I'll have so. to check my emails. I'm sure I got that, too. And I, just, I usually just delete those emails because I know, you know, I don't even look at them if I know I hadn't ordered anything. Um, that's bad. awesome. I'll check it out. So, Travis, uh, you've been with Pulp MX go, uh, three years? Or four. Uh, a little over three years, yeah. Okay. So you know the the way the show works. You know uh, how the tweets come in, the, the positives, the negatives, the emails. Um, you know when Steve's up and down, his emotions are all over the place sometimes, rants. Um, give, me, give us a scoop. What's it really like behind the computer in the corner when you got to put the psych bike down for a moment and deal with the show and Steve? Give us a, give us a little background, how it works out. Well, I just want to clarify first of all that Excite Bike does not go down ever. Okay. I'm a great I'm a great multitasker and uh, I have my priorities straight, so I want to clarify that. Okay. Um, the as far as like what goes on over there, I mean, honestly, it's it's crazy the amount of phone calls we get during the show. Uh, a lot of times the, the lines are completely full and I can't even take any more calls. But as soon as one line opens. Uh, another call comes in because people will sit, will legit just sit and try and call over and over and over trying to get through. Yeah. Um, and it, it's a tough thing, I think, for the show because a lot of people, you know, that's something that Steve did to make the show different and, and special and let people have their voice and, and air their opinions. And I think it's tough sometimes because the show has gotten to the point where there's so much to cover in what seems like uh, a long time, but with the amount that we're supposed to do in the four and a half to five hours or however long the show may be, there almost isn't even enough time to take all the calls. Or, and, oh, yeah. You know, that's, that's just shown by the, you know, he makes comments about how long people are on hold. People will sit on hold forever and ever and ever. Wait, let me stop you for uh, just, just a second. To get through. Yeah. Let me stop you for just a second. Speaking of that, so Zane was on hold for an hour and 35 minutes and his comment was Stenthouse is better than RC. That's a long time. To, that's a long time to make a, that statement. I mean, and there's nothing wrong with that, man. I've I've stayed on hold for a couple hours before, but that's that's hardcore, man. I mean, pulp pulp fans, they that they're uh, they're they're pretty badass. But anyway, continue. Sorry. Yeah, uh, and, and you know, I don't. I think it's I think it's crazy. Some of the you guys will wait on hold for for that long. I would never wait on hold that long, uh, especially if I had something as simple as, as <laughs> Ricky was better than Ricky in the booth. And that's all I got. Right. <laughs> and there, there have, there have been worse where people wait longer to say something even less significant or something that we covered while they were on hold. Yeah. And they literally just want to get on the air. And then Steve hangs know? up on so, them. <laughs> it's, it's funny, but Hey, I mean, they, they got to know at that point, right? Like they listen to the show. Yeah. Kind of know how it works. And, if, if people don't know how Steve is sometimes with the calls by by now, if you if you listen to if you've listened to shows before, then you know I guess you kind of have it coming. Yeah, so. you know. And speaking of calls, like, and, and I know there's people. I, I know there's people that don't like me. There's people that send emails in about me. That's and fair enough. Everybody has their thing. But um, if you're gonna call in, have your have your shit together, have your point, say it, 
and shut up. Let <laughs> let the guests, let the hosts, you know, respond. That's what the people are listening for. And then when they're they're done saying their part, Steve will ask you, "Do you have anything else?" And then you can say more yeah. if you'd like. Man, the guys that won't stop talking, like they'll ask, especially on the Fly Moto 60 show, they'll ask questions. And it's usually like JT that's on the, they're asking and he'll start to answer and then they'll keep talking. The, 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 the yeah. caller will keep talking. I'm like, oh my God, stop already. <laughs> you know, and the funny thing yeah. is, if you're a Stern fan like, like Steve is, Stern will just hang up. Like he's not going to listen to it. He's, yeah. he's gone. But Steve will sit there and let it go sometimes. Uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes. Not always. It's, I get, it definitely depends on his mood. And yeah. funny funny enough, I, I feel like he's uh, a lot more lenient on the Moto 60 show. For some reason, it seems it's like short. he's not he's, as much to get in. He's little, yeah. He's a little easier on callers with that show um, than he is on the Pulp show sometimes. But, yeah. But yeah, it, it is. It, it, there's a lot of etiquette that people don't understand or realize is even a thing uh, without knowing it unless it was pointed out to him so right right it's just one of of those things so my last part of this topic real quick is uh we hear steve get on to you about fantasy sometimes or whatever we know um you're busy during the week you have a real job um does he get upset and angry at you does he kind of give you shit like for real during the week does he threaten does he threaten your life (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I mean, honestly, the the toughest part was probably the beginning of this year uh, with fantasy. There were a lot of things that just weren't going well, yeah. especially with like payment payments and stuff like that. And I was dumb and and told people that if they wanted to get in, still they could email me, and I'd just manually send them an invoice, which was an incredibly stupid idea. <laughs> but you know, I just wanted to make sure everyone that could, that wanted to get in could. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of other little things just weren't weren't going right as far as people signing up and, and scores and stuff. And and I was about done with it. I told Steve, I was like, dude, I don't know if I can, if I can do it. I'm, I'm kind of over it. Like it's not, it's not worth the money. I don't make enough on it to, I mean, it's almost a full-time job, especially during sign up season, you know, at the beginning of the season. Um, it could be a full-time job year round, but the amount of things that it could be improved and, and, uh, you know, it, it can always be better. Sure. Um, but, but so, so when that happened, I, I, I talked to Steve and he was like, he was like, dude, if, if it's not worth it, like, honestly, we'll, we'll wrap it up. We'll give every single person that signed up a refund. Like, he's like, it's not worth it to, to see you like, you know, miserable. So as much as, as much as she kind of gives me a hard time on air and stuff, you know, behind the scenes, he's, he's pretty understanding. He's pretty easygoing. Yeah. Uh, he just wants, he wants Pulp to run well. Um, and if it can't be done just the way it. we're doing it, then he would he would just rather not do it, you know. Um, you know, I, I do as much as I can. There's a lot of things that still need to be done. He wants, obviously, the app updated, and, and a lot of people do as well. Um, and there's a lot of other things that I kind of do, little things here and there for him, like getting the the raffle site done, yep. stuff like that, which which those things aren't super hard. They're just a little time consuming. Um, and he's, he's always willing to pay me and stuff like that. But for the most part, he, he's not, he's not the slave driver that we joke about. <laughs> All right, most on. of the crap that we give each other is, is just for the show. And yeah. Trying to be funny. So. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's move on to the, the, the co-host this week that the full that were there the whole night was, uh, Chris Kiefer and Christian Craig, um, I, I'm a huge fan of Kiefer's. Everybody that knows me knows that. I think he's fantastic. Um, love Christian Craig. Great guy. He was, I felt he was a little quiet. Um, didn't, I don't, you know, I, I don't know if he was just nervous or uncomfortable. Um, uh, when he did have things to say that they, they were, they were good. They were good points. Uh, Skippy, what do you think about Christian in studio? Man, I like his perspective because I mean, uh, Steve does a good job carrying through the show and, um, uh, I think Kiefer compliments you know, Steve's personality really well. So to, for Christian to be kind of timid-ish yeah. is, is not a bad – it wasn't a bad thing in my opinion. I think he did a good job. I definitely agree with you, but uh, he's not like Bowers. Bowers is, is a good host, but he's so he's, – he's, he's a lot. You know yeah, I mean? he's he very opinionated, very strong opinions. Yeah, and I mean, and that's good and that's fine. He's sure. very well spoken, so it, it sounds good and – Everything's legit. I mean, he always has valid points, but it could be it can be annoying after a while. That's you know my personal opinion. Yeah. But the uh, 
Uh, I think I think Christian kills it. I think whenever Paige is in there, she killed it. Uh, I think I think he does a good job, and I think uh, you know he doesn't try to be anything he's not. He seems like he's being himself, and he's being he's cool, he's funny, and uh, that little bit where he's talking about you know Paige on the uh, electric road bike would just left him. That was funny. <laughs> that was hilarious. You know, just those little yeah, one, yeah. Two punch lines. You know, right. I kind of like it. And then, um, you know, I value his opinion a lot. Cause I respect him yep. as a writer. Uh, he's an incredible writer, and I think he's a. I think I think he killed it as a host. I enjoyed it because it's not not annoying. Right, and he clearly listens sometimes. Marks uh, he he dropped the uh, I live by the DV drop. Wake up, wake up, Supercross. Eat Supercross. Shit, Supercross. <laughs> fuck Supercross. I love that coming from Christian because I did not expect that at all. Yeah, I like the close out that. Yeah, I didn't have that. I didn't have my headphones on when he was waiting for it, so I was like, I kind of, I just got off the phone or something, so I yeah. kind of caught off guard. But, uh, but yeah, we got to it. But yeah, I mean, Christian's cool. I like, I like Stevie. So I like his perspective. I like hearing his opinions on things, and he's he presents them in a way that's it's not overbearing, uh, like like some other. And I'm, I won't even say names, but I mean, there are some co-hosts that come in and they're, they're just like, it's like almost like right in your face kind of thing. Nope. You got to give us one name. What, give us a name. No, I don't ha- I don't even have any examples. I'm just saying, uh, you know, like there are, and there are some that come in and Christian, I feel like even last time he was in was, was kind of, uh, quiet, soft-spoken and, and he just, that's his nature. That is, yeah. It's not even, that's just him. It's not that he's just like timid or shy. He's just like chill, I think. Uh, and that's just how he, he comes across uh, when he when he talks and stuff like that. So yeah, but yeah, I, I would have liked to have him involved more. I feel like we kind of left him out a little bit. I know there was a lot going on with with uh, intense stuff uh, for the first hour, and then the keeper announcement and stuff like that. Right. But I feel like he, he you know he kind of got overshadowed a little bit on on a lot of the the stuff that was going on. But you know, I would have liked to have him uh, would have had him be involved a little bit more. Yeah, me too. You know, and I, I wish he would have stuck around for Kiefer after dark because I think Christian would have been pretty funny on that if he had gotten involved. Um, but we're going to get to that in a few. Uh, after you know, after the all the talk, the callers, we they kind of discuss another hot topic from Houston. Um, did Eli let Marvin buy in the first race? Kiefer says. His opinion was that maybe Eli thought the transponder was at the bottom. You know, a lot of times in qualifying, when those guys are on heaters, they uh, they roll that first jump be- because of the line choice, just trying to get to that trans- transponder. Um, and Christian Craig really felt like uh, Eli is getting arm pump, which I thought that was I-, I never even considered that. I wouldn't think somebody like Eli would get arm pump. Um, Skippy, thoughts on what happened? Thoughts on the comments by Kiefer and Christian? Yeah, uh, after seeing it uh, firsthand, I was very surprised whenever he noticeably let off. Yeah, uh, and and so whenever I heard you know Christian's perspective on that, I was like, you know, it makes sense too because he kind of fumbled around that corner out of the whoops after. Granted, he was trying to protect that inside line a lot, uh, so I I didn't really have an opinion of what happened. Just one hundred percent was what the hell happened to him and what did he do and why and whatever. So, uh, you know, whenever I heard Kiefer first say that the transponders at the bottom, I was like, yeah, but he let off way before. And if he, even if, even if so, no matter what, he still would have wanted to pin it, right? Right. And so the, so the arm pump thing and, you know, being sketched out makes a lot more sense, especially after he was kind of, you know, after he got chased down twice by Marvin. Uh, I think that's pretty legit. And, uh, yeah, I kind of like Christian's perspective on that. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about Eli for a minute. Look, um, every every podcast, every motor, uh, motocross, supercross media is talking about at, at least at some point this season. What is wrong with Eli Tomac? Um, so, I had a chance to interview him Friday on press day for the Moto X Pod show. Shameless plug. Um, and I asked him about his training program. Uh, you know, it's been brought up. He's one of the few guys that rides by himself during the week now, uh, while everybody else is at. You know, whether it be Baker's Factory riding with teammates and pushing each other. And I asked him if he thought that was an issue. His response was, you know, hey, I, I started riding with Jeremy last year and I actually really liked it. Uh, before that, I rode by myself because I wanted to keep everything secret. But I did like riding with Jeremy. Um, but, you know, he's hurt now, so I'm just doing what I do. But he said, my my program 
is it, it works. I, I've won championships. Um, you know, Trav, what do you think, man? Do you think it's time for him to change? What do you or what do you do? You think something else is going on with Eli? Honestly, I have no freaking clue. Like it's such make a, something it's up. Such a weird. It's such a weird thing. Well, I made something up with the, the fantasy Twitter account that he had Marvin as his all star. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's right. That was good. Yeah, because that was the only thing that made sense to me at the time. But you know, I've seen a lot of things. People say he hit neutral. People saying he was drifting left and and didn't want to get too close to the the pillar on the finish line. People saying that he had arm pump. I, I have no I no freaking clue. Like you should have seen our our group texts after the race. Like as soon as the race was over, every one of us just kind of sent a text like, "What what just happened?" Yeah, because we were all dumbfounded. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean. He did hit a lot of bumps. Maybe he hit neutral. Maybe he was jerking left. But who knows? But this isn't as the only like the rest of the seat. Yeah, like this isn't the, the only the issue seat, though. Like, it makes it makes no sense because like, he has times where he is fast, where he rides like you would expect him to ride, and other times where he just doesn't. I mean, is he making that many changes on the bike all the time that between the first and second gangbang at the triple <laughs> crown, uh, where he rides? horribly almost yeah and then third one where it seems like he rides well is he making that many changes on the bike and are they making that big of an impact on him um that that's what's happening because to me that wouldn't make sense i, I don't know why that just i don't know so I, sh- should I, I, he I change his it. program uh skippy should he change significantly change his program you know i don't i, I don't know because i mean the program that he was on one has won him 17 races in the past two seasons that's so something he said too he he did point that I out friday that's necessarily it yeah you know i don't think that's the problem the uh i really think we need to do a uh finding home life secret <laughs> investigation video with Kiefer. yeah he needs to go dig in to see what's going down at the home life uh go to cortez colorado whatever he's got to do to go undercover figure out what's going on and uh i think home life is gonna be the secret here yeah, and you may be right. I mean, again, we'll never know, more than likely. Um, yeah, we'll probably never know. I I just don't see Eli ever coming out, you know, 10 years from now and going, well, you know what was going on? I just don't expect it. We're, we're just going to have to talk about it and talk about it and, uh, you know, and just we'll wonder forever. Um, all right, I think Ray, he needs a psychologist. Yeah, yeah you're probably right because there's something he, – he, dude, he's – He's, uh, I don't know what the word, like an introvert, you know? I mean, he's just, he seems uncomfortable talking. I, I say that, but then if you get to talk to the guy a little bit, he'll laugh. He'll talk to you. He'll joke a little bit, but he seems uncomfortable doing it. Um, so yeah, psychologist probably would not bat, be a bad thing. All right, let's move. Uh, Race Tech rant. Uh, there's a couple of them. Uh, and the main thing was he, Steve focused on the 250 and McElrath, um, I don't know, man. I, I find it very difficult to believe that Shane uh, willingly is fake, you know, maybe a little bit injured, but staying down to just so he can stay in the 250 point uh, class. I find that very, very unlikely. Um, Steve says, you know, are you a racer or not? Clearly, he's a racer. The guy wants to win. He wants to win championships. But if he knows that he has no option for a 50, 450 ride, is he is he staying down on purpose, uh, Skippy? What do you think, man? You know it's hard. You know, uh, building the Golden Gate Bridge was hard. You know, the, uh, <laughs> good one. Yeah, it was not, it, it wasn't easy. Go. Did it, we go to the moon? Uh, did we go to the moon? <laughs> did we? Did we really? The uh, what happened with uh, Neil Armstrong? You know, right. he, he could have just stayed 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 down on planet Earth. You know, he didn't want to move up to the four fifty class and go to the moon. Right now, uh, I mean, it's, uh, who knows if it's you know, if it's true, but I mean, I wouldn't turn down 200 grand. <laughs> I mean, if I, had to, if I had a choice, but I mean, if I had the talent that Shane does, especially his style, who mm-hmm. seems like he would do well on the 450, I mean, why not? Look what, like he said, he uh, used Sabachi as an example. Look at how well Sabachi has done and how much money he's probably made this year. He's probably done real well. But Sabachi uh, had a spot to go to. Yeah. Does McElroy right. have a spot, or does he end up on, you know, Cycle Trader because there's no spot or, or whatever? Show up in a van. He's going to have a good bike. It's not like he's that <laughs> boo-boo equipment. It's, there you it's go. Two or three races, somebody, somebody's going to stack it. Yeah. You know? Look at, look at Dean. I mean, that's a perfect example right there. He had pretty dang good equipment. He did pretty good. He was running top fives, I think. You know, he 
led the first what seventeen minutes, fifteen minutes of the of a one. I mean, he's he's capable of having good enough equipment to where he'd get a ride. With rides, filling rides can lead to contracts. We've seen it with Josh Grant. We've seen it with Dean Wilson. We've seen it with Justin Barsha time and time again. I think that we've seen uh, a lot of filling rides, you know, work out. So, yeah, move up. Go. Do it. Why not? Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, I, you know, I say that, but honestly, here's my deal. If, I, if I'm a 250 rider, and I'm sitting here trying to think about what you just said, and that's probably the right way to go, but I think if it's me and I have the option, I'm staying down where I know I've got the the, the, the money, man. I I don't know that I'm the risk taker to take that chance. Um, what about you, Marks? If if you go, uh, you know, on your 06 Honda, wh- what would you do? Don't say 06 all condescending like that. It's a beauty. I know, I, ha- I have one too, so it's a beauty. No. Um, but what 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 are your thoughts on that, man? You know, if it was you, if you're in Shane's spot and you actually had it, the team gave you a choice, fake an injury and stay down. Not that I'm saying he's doing that, but if you had that choice, what, what do you do? I think it's tough. I think I think this is one of the parts where having Christian in studio was beneficial to get you know the insight from a writer that that could potentially you know fall into that scenario. Um, I I think. I think it's tough. I understand what Steve is saying about, you know, take a chance on yourself. Do you believe in yourself? You know, obviously we've seen it work out with, with riders um, doing it on their own and getting fill-in rides. But I think that's a big risk to take. I think, you know, motocross riders' careers are short and there's only so much money to be made in, in a certain amount of time. I can't, I can't fault anybody for wanting to stay down and get that guaranteed money. Um, do I think taking a dive is, is, the right thing to do. I I think that's just more a, a you know something that the system causes itself. I you know the rules are are what's causing that, not necessarily the you know, it's just the rider doing what he has to do to adhere to the rules, which is yeah. kind of kind of kind of silly. Um, but yeah, I, get, I mean I get both sides, and I might be waffling kind of like JT here a little bit, but uh, waffle, I can't waffle, fall. Waffle, I can't. Waffle. Yeah, I can't fault anybody for for getting the money while they can in, in what is such a, a short career with only so much ceiling, you know. Um, would I like to see Shang move up? Yeah, obviously. But it would be tough to, to go as uh, you know on his own, so to speak, or take a lower-tier ride and, and hope for the best where when he can stay down and, and make more money probably than than if he was to move up and then even get a fill-in ride. He'd probably right. still make more money staying down. So it's 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 a tough situation. It is. But I get I get both sides. Yeah. Okay. And we're we're starting to run a little low on time. There's a couple more topics I want to hit um, throughout the conversation. Somewhere along the lines in the show, Steve, uh, they were talking about A Ray, and he asks, "Is McAdoo the new A Ray? The A Ray of the 250s?" Uh, man. Okay. So A Ray's been blocking people for these negative comments. I know for sure that A Ray is really really getting tired of people talking about Caddy Wampus and all that stuff. He hears it all the time. He's getting wore out. Um, should A Ray block Steve? Should he like for reals? Let, let's man, come on, Steve. You're, you guys are buddies. Is it time to go easy on the guy? What do you think, uh, Skippy? Uh, most of the people in the pits want to know who Alex Ray is without Steve. So no, I don't think that's the right move. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't think so. But I mean, honestly, dude, I, I kind of like it because I mean, it, it's. There's nothing wrong with that. Sure, he probably wants to be taken seriously or whatever. Well, quit crashing. <laughs> okay. You know? Good. If, good. If you want to? You, you want to claim to not be Caddy Wampus? Prove it. And it's like, you know, AC at the beginning of the season is like, you know, I'm saying I'm a new me and I'm I'm I've improved a lot, but I keep getting all sketched out. And he admitted it and laughed it off, and guess what? Had a couple consistent races. So yeah. I mean, if he wants to quit getting name called and. You know, quit fair, crashing, bro. Fair enough. Marks, should uh, should Steve go easy on A-Ray or keep it up? Uh, you know, a little much. Maybe, yeah, I don't know the dynamic between Steve and, and A-Ray as far as how their personal talks go. I'm sure they've talked about it, and I'm sure A-Ray is like, come on, dude. But I, I think Steve would know when too much was too much and know when to back it down. Um, you know, I think A-Ray and Steve have a different relationship, obviously, than, than A-Ray and just random fans on Twitter. Yeah. So... I, I think it's okay, you know, and I think it's good. Ray has kind of built a, uh, a brand for himself. Uh, thanks to Steve, I would say, kind of in the same way that Seven Deuce Deuce has, 
Yep. So yeah, he just needs to he just needs to chill out and, and smooth himself out a little bit, and he'll be fine, I think. All right, all right. So the big news of the night, the big we've been waiting on the news, this uh, story to drop. Um, Chris Kiefer is going to ra- race the first two rounds of nationals for MCR, and uh, Steve Mathis is going to be the team manager for two rounds. Um, okay, so as pulp fans, this is freaking awesome for the industry, for the team, for MCR. Is this a good thing? Does this benefit MCR, Marks? I think so. I mean, I think any kind of, you know, they say any press is good press or, or however the saying goes. I think this is this is kind of the same idea. I think there will be a lot of hype around it. I don't think anybody's expecting Kiefer to go out there and, and top 10 or anything crazy, but I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be cool to get even, you know, the inside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, it, I think it'll be cool to get you know, Racer X is going to do some video and, and do some things. I think there'll be a cool story around it. So, uh, in my mind, it's not it's not really a uh, there's no losing in this situation for MCR. I think it'll only be good. And the fact that you know Steve is working with Tony and and um, uh, Mike Genova, Genova yeah. is like if somebody had said five years ago that some that Steve and, and the MCR team are going to work together, they would have laughed in your face. But I right, think I think it's rad. All right, Skippy. Skippy does uh, does MCR for the first two rounds of the national have the best catering in the pits, and does does uh, Mathis allow the janky media into the tent? Ooh, I don't know. The uh, I can guarantee you there's going to be a Keurig, um, probably some pretty good food. Yes, definitely, definitely going to be those things. The uh, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know how big the autograph line will be, but I think it'll be pretty sweet. I think it's a great opportunity for all parties involved. I think it's I think it's freaking awesome. It's just one of those that you know, Steve, uh, Mike Genova, Tony Alessi, uh, everybody involved. They're always going to remember this, and there's it's cool, you know. And hopefully, it's, it's, it's somebody else can do it in the future. Whether you know whatever the case may be, you know, think about you know if Villapoto came back, how. For even like with the April Fool's videos that he did with uh, with Don, yeah, uh, how 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 huge would that be if Bill Poto came back? And I think it's I think it's incredible that they're doing this. It's, it's cool because Keeper is an incredible rider. He's very smooth, and I think there's going to be a lot of upset pros out there that you know are following the dream that uh, Keeper's going to upset. He's he's a lot better. Than people might think, you know, he's he's gonna be he's gonna be good. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think so. He's not gonna be in the top ten, but I think he's gonna do pretty dang good, and he's not gonna quit. You know, he's older and mature, very mature compared to the, some of these riders. So I think I think he's gonna do pretty good. Yeah, I think as far as fitness goes, he's probably at the highest level of of any of them. I mean, he trains and rides probably more than excuse me, most of the pros. Um, I got him just outside the top 15 would be what I would think. Um, I think I said 17, 15 earlier, something around there, but somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, okay, so like I said, I want to I move this thing on. We're running out of time. Uh, Skippy, you had a good call last night. I just want to say I, I really I did like it. I, I like the thoughts on uh, Tony being the manager for MX of Nations. And Zach Osborne agreed, you know, saying what you said, that those guys need to go over there. Um, ahead of time, two, three weeks ahead of time and get acclimated, get prepped. And Zach said he was willing to do it. Now, I don't know if any other riders would do it, but, uh, yeah, good call, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, I think, uh, Tony has a, a very interesting, uh, approach to our sport. And you know, whenever, uh, I've been around the NPR team, he's very hospitable and, uh, hospitable and, uh, he's, He's very mature and very. He's got an awesome perspective towards our sport, and I think just something a little different would be good. And I think, I mean, he's. I think he'd be one of the best guys to do it, in my opinion. So right. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we're gonna take a quick break, um, just a moment of silence, and we're gonna talk about after dark. Um, yeah, I'm joking. We're, we're not gonna get into it too deep. Uh, so Kiefer after dark, one of my favorite subjects. Um, I'm Team Chiz for life. I love the fact that. Uh, Brittany and Kyle were in there. Um, I wish that the topics had been a little bit, a little bit raunchier um, because I think it would have been entertaining to hear Brittany. But overall, Kiefer after dark, um, Skippy. I know I know you well enough to know you like this segment. Oh yeah, man! That was, <laughs> I was actually laughing because my uh, my chick messaged me. She was listening to the Pulse show. She's like, "Hold on, what is this like after show dark thing with Kiefer?" And I'm like, "Oh." Oh, okay. You're listening to that, are you? Yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, 
I just told her I better not have any backfiring uh, bikes happening during motos. That's all I got to say. <laughs> right. There you go. Perfect. But uh, that, that was good, though. So, yeah, it's cool. And like I said, even my chick, you know, she, she thought of, she thinks it's great. So, yeah. I mean, boom, there you go. How about you, Marks? Uh, you, you sit in studio for every one of them. You hear the responses from the, the listeners. You hear the responses. I guess you probably know about the sponsors that weren't happy about it in the past. Um what, how, let's, let's just change that. What about Courtney? Does she listen? Does she like that that the Kiefer After Dark? Yeah, she thinks it's funny. She's she's on board with it. Okay, sure. so she's always down to listen to Kiefer After Dark. So you've been married for a couple years now. Yeah. Okay. So if you had one of these issues, could you go and talk to her about it the way Chris says that you just got to go talk to her? You got to bring it up. Is that something you're, you'd be able to do? You mean like personally between me and my wife? Yeah, yeah. Like if if there was something going on in that in that area and you needed to go talk to Courtney about it, you'd be able to just say, "Hey, I need you to do this, not this." Yeah, yeah. We're pretty we're pretty good about that. Nice. And I'm not I'm not a talker. I'm pretty shy, and, and I don't not even just shy, but I'm very uh, contained with my thoughts and emotions. And, and yeah, uh, thankfully my wife has done a good job of helping me change that for the better. <laughs> good. Not that I, not that I needed to change as a person, but just you know, for the better, helping me uh, get better at expressing my, my thoughts and emotions. So, Cool. All right. I'm just curious. Just curious. I love the, sub, the topic. I'm always excited when they do it. Um, okay. So last thing I want to bring up, um, this wasn't really talked about. I think it was hinted at. There was a m- mention of it. But um, Bobby Hewitt and Rockstar Husky, um, looks like they're, he's going to have three 450 riders for outdoors. Hasn't been confirmed, but it's pretty much confirmed. Um, he's going to keep Dean on. Jason's going to be back, and then you've got Zacho. Um, I think this is fantastic for our sport. I think the fact that Bobby cares enough to find the funding and make this happen is amazing. Uh, what do you guys think about how if this leads into other teams doing the same thing, like finding the funding? We need more guys. We need to support the sport more. Um, uh, Skippy, what do you think? Uh, I think it's incredible. I, uh, personally, I think that you know, for people that have. You know, for teams that have stated, like, you know, we couldn't get a third bike together, and then yeah. the Monster Energy Cup happens, and now they're specking out, or not the Monster Energy Cup, listen to me, the Triple, uh, Triple Crown uh, comes around, and all these guys have two bikes specked out now, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, uh, okay, all right. So, <laughs> for me, I think it's awesome. I think that Dean has earned it without a shadow of a doubt. He's 100%. He's consistent. He's completely... You know, he's not just barely beating Zacho. Granted, he's coming back from injury, but he is multiple spots ahead of him. Uh, podium. Jason's Jason. He's, what, what? I said podium. He got a podium. Sorry. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, podium. Yeah, he did podium. Exactly. And so uh, I I think he's he's earned it. And, I mean, he's, I think he's going to do well. I think he's, you know, still, sh- you know, close enough to remember what it's like to, you know, still humble enough to remember what it's like to, He'll be out of the van, and so he's just got a lot of uh, determination, and he's hungry, and I think that's uh, that's you know something that you know can be missed by a couple riders that have been yeah. uh, you know in the in the truck their whole career. How about you, Marks? What do you think about the uh, a three rider four fifty team? I mean, I, I think it's rad. Yeah, I don't I don't see any downside to it. I mean, obviously the teams have to come up with a little more money um, as far as bikes and personnel and rider salaries and what have you but but if you can do it and the, the team owners and team managers want to fight for it i don't see a downside to it whatsoever and, and it just opens up more especially more 450 rides would be better um and then we wouldn't have to listen to steve yelling about 250 guys staying down as much which i think would benefit everybody in the motor world definitely all right did you guys come up with your hot topics like i told you to Ooh. Oh, oh yeah 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 okay yeah all right, so uh, I'm, I'm going to introduce a uh, a new segment. Uh, I have not been given permission for this, so it may go away if Steve says so. Let's do the BTO Sports hot topic. Um, Skippy, what's your hot or hot? Not hot topic. I just screwed that up. Hot take. Uh, Skippy, what's your? What? I was way off. Woo! I was. Uh, yeah. See, you got a hot topic, and I needed a hot take. Uh, Skippy, what's your BTO Sports hot take of the week? Uh, my BTO Sports. Hot topic, hot take. What is this? Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> hot take. Cooper Webb. Cooper Webb continues Supercross momentum into the outdoors by dominating the outdoor championship. Dominating, love it. Uh, Dune Goon, what you got? 
kind of sucks. Was it the same one? You got to say? Oh, not, not totally the same, but I was going to say um, <laughs> is, is still picking Tomac as his outdoor champion. My hot take was going to be that Tomac does not repeat for the championship. Hey, I don't know if that's a hot take. I don't know if that's a hot take anymore. No, but, I think you know, it. It could, it, it could still be because there's a lot of people. I know Daniel Blair thinks Eli's going to win it. Yeah, we're going to do future headlines. <laughs> but I think it'll be. I think it'll be more wide open than uh, than than what people think. So. Right. Okay. So, uh, so what do you what do you think is more likely though? Do you think that what would be more likely? Cooper carries momentum into the outdoors, or or Cooper repeats Supercross championship in 2020. Ooh, I'm going to go with carries momentum into the outdoors because mm. Jason's going to be back next year. Well, it's, we're starting over. Everybody's fresh. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go with that. What do you think, Trav? We'll wrap this up. Yeah, I think I would have to agree. I think carrying it into outdoors would be a little easier and more realistic than than you know saying that he'll repeat next year already when when everyone's fresh and ready to go again. Right. All right, so that is the wrap-up show for episode 377. And just so I'm not gargling balls, I'm going to say it was the worst show of the year so far. Don't really mean it, but whatever. Yeah. Um, Anyway, the first hour wasn't super stoked on, but I do want to thank all the Pulp MX sponsors, BTO Sports, Fly Racing, Vertex Pistons, Vortex Racing, Race Tech Suspension, Michelin Starcross Fives, Maxima Oils, X-Brand Goggles, Pro Filter, Works Connection, Atlas Brace, FMF Racing, Roost Graphics, damn, he's got a lot of sponsors, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Get Data, Firepower Chains and Batteries, EVS Sports, Eagle Grit Hand Cleaner, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, LA Honda World, OGO Bags, Ride Engineering. I am Darkside for the Moto X-Pod Show. If you get done with everything that Steve puts out, please check us out. Thank you, Skippy. Thank you, Travis Marks, the Dune Goon. I appreciate you guys helping me out with this episode. Enjoyed it. Yep, sure. Yep. Thanks, boys. All right. We are out. And uh, if you don't like this show, uh, I'll send you your subscription feedback soon. Thanks. Thanks.